0: Welcome to the Bugger Podcast. <laughs> this is your host, Harry McGill. I have on the line the winner of Bugger Blowout 2018 oh with no competition in the past, just kidding. big. Except Spartan. I Spartan. have Spartan Jesse Mungit. stuff. Jesse Munget Alcoholics Anonymous and all he does is laugh. I can't even understand what the fuck's coming out of his mouth after time. I have Sahil Dadu, number one crying guy on BTF. And Sab Grover, who walks the whole set. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Okay, oh. Um, <laughs> bring it back. Let's bring it back. Yeah, yeah, bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. Okay, guys. Me... Well oh, welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Fungada Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Fungada and the Berg and Boston Fungada. I'm your host, Saab Grover, and today with me, I have Howlong Magaro, otherwise known as Howie Magaro, HSA props, Jazz Vig, Jaskir Vig from Illini Fungada, Jesse Mongak from MBT Fungada, and Silo Dadu of UNC fame. So, Jesse Jaskirith Style. it's your first time on the Dot podcast. Can you guys give yourself a little bit of an introduction, Jaskirith? Tell me a little bit about yourself.
2: Hey, guys. I'm Jaskirith, uh, captain of Lanai Bunga, and I've danced for Frithile and first class.
1: What a cool guy, Frithile and first class. <laughs> Jesse, can you give yourself a little bit of an introduction?
3: Uh, it's my fourth year, last year on MBT, uh, second year captain, and I danced with Frithile at Buckeye last year. Oh, wow.
1: Another Frithile guy out here. Uh, Okay, Sal, give yourself a little bit of introduction.
4: Uh, I'm Uh currently dance for UNC and I've danced for First Class and KPGD in the best.
1: Yeah, Sal's been dancing for about, I don't know, like what, 20 years now? Ever yeah, since you were almost, born? Almost, yeah. Almost here, since you were born. Okay, so we're going to get into this uh, Boston Pungida prediction. So our lineup for this year was quite a doozy. It's 12 teams ABC Pungida, AEG, Nazi Giovanni Folk Lovers, Ringile Juwan, Pungida Theory, Virginia School of Pangada Wars, North England Pangada Club, NEBC, DC MPAA, DC Metro Punjabi Arts Academy, BU Pangada, Boston University Pangada, Spartan Pangada, Ministry of Pangada from Chicago, and Texas Pangada, 12 teams. That's gonna be quite a show. So we're gonna start off with a little bit of some predictions. So just hear it. I wanna hear your placings. Who do you think is gonna take home first, second, and third?
2: All right. So in my opinion, I think it'll be NJ first, uh, clear win. Uh, at second, I have Spartan. Third, I have DCMPA, and then my dark horse is VSB.
1: Okay, I got. I got some. I got some questions for you here. So you, you had third place. Who'd you have? I had DCMPA. DCMPA. Yeah. So we'll we'll get back to your placings. You had right. DCMPA. You had Spartan, and you had uh, who's first again? No, NJ. NJ. So Jesse, I want to get into your placing.
2: Jesse, who do you think is going
1: to do first, second, and third at this competition? And uh, also give your dark horse,
3: too. Uh, first place, I have to agree, NJ Folk Lovers coming off MCB Performance, they did really well. I think they're definitely going to want to finally bring out a first place. Uh, second place, I'd say VSB Warris. Uh, third place, AG, and then dark horse, uh, ABC.
1: Okay, so for my predictions, I have Nutsy Joani Folk Lovers at first place, clear. Second place, I have AEG Punggara, and third place I have Virginia School Punggara, and I have two dark horses actually, because we have a twelve man lineup. Um, dark horses are Rungile Jiwon and DCMPAA. So, skirt you had completely different placings from me and Jesse, other than Nuxi Jiwon. We all think Nuxi Jiwon is going to win it first, but what? Where I my question is Spartan and Punggara, they're a relatively unknown team, so why do you think they're going to take second place?
2: Um, so after watching their blowout video, um, I thought their dancing, for the most part, was, like, pretty good, actually. Um, I would say their dancing is definitely better than AG. Um, but in terms of VSP, like, I'm not really sure what they're going to bring. Um, I know that Juggy is a very, very good dancer. I'm not really sure about um, how the rest of the dancers are going to be. Um, so if the rest of the dancers are as good as Juggy, or, like, close to him, um, then maybe, like, they could end up placing. But at this point, I definitely feel that Spartan will... Um, could definitely take second. Uh, The biggest thing for them is turnover. I'm not really sure like how that's going for them. And um, they are a collegiate team and they definitely have a very collegiate set, uh, at least at blowout. Um, So those are also like variables. But other than that- Did,
3: did, did, Did Spartan give you guys a good run for your money at blowout last
2: year? At that point in time, not exactly. But at the same time, after watching their blowout performance, I definitely would say that they had good dancers on stage, which is why I think they can definitely end up placing if they really pushed.
1: Spartan did something good. I think they changed the Vardino. I always told them that those Vardino just were not vibing. There were too many colors, too much going on. But I watched their blowout performance last year, and I think they went 16. Yeah. They, they went 16, right? Cut that down to 12. Depends on how much turnover they have. It's a collegiate team. I don't see them placing at this comp just because of how stacked of a lineup it is with AEG and other teams, like even teams like ABC that we haven't even mentioned. These teams are – right i mean i honestly think they're straight up they can be monsters on stage um abc my biggest problem with them was and i watched this is this is what was from uh back in the compete in 2017 um, reign of bungada think about this so boston is you are of a seven minute cap on that stage right you have to maximize and utilize that time to your max we already know nj is going to utilize those seven minutes because they're going to be going bunk I think that teams like AEG, they know their they know their shit when it comes to maximizing their time on stage. I mean they danced at like five and a half minutes of berg, what 2016 and got first place. And that's because they can maximize their amount of time on stage. Yeah, it's also good on your stamina, on your legs. You don't, you know, you don't have to really like go hard for the whole time. You're not going hard for like seven minutes straight or seven and a half minutes straight. But then you got another team like VSB, they're gonna hit those moments. I don't see a team like Spartan Barda hitting moments harder than AEG or VSB. That's that's see that's the thing. It's about hitting your moments in Boston. If you look at all the past placings, go back to 2013 up until now. The teams that actually have had just, just straight up the best moments and utilizing their time the best to place, what is NJ? Then uh, 2014 was NSG. Okay, so if you look at teams all the way going back to 2013, every single one of those teams hit their moments within that time and that's why folk
2: lovers is easy first place. And then that's why I don't think Spartan's going to make that cut in the top three. Okay. So my response to that is that in terms of ABC, um, I'm personally not really a fan of their set design. Um, I think they have a lot of breaks throughout their set. Uh, They're very, very gimmicky, but I think they use gimmicks as like a break and it doesn't really add a whole lot to their set. Um, I never like really see them like just dancing and just like killing a move. And um, their energy, I wouldn't say is like optimal. Like they don't really like lift their legs that high. Um, so, like all that stuff into consideration, like I personally don't really see them placing at Boston. Bro, they, dude, energy wise, okay, I give it to you. I think if ABC cuts out all their like breaks
1: and stuff like that, especially they're not going to have time to do that shit on stage. If you have if two minutes of your seven minute set, are you standing around? You're going to be, you're not going to place. But energy wise, ABC, dude, they get their legs up. They're high energy. They're a high energy team. That's their style. They're actually not about doing complicated courier. They're not about um, doing crazy, like, variations other than they're shaking their hips here or there, which I'm not a big fan of either. Most people aren't. But they're high energy. That shit is impactful.
3: I think ABC also has a lot of flashy moments on stage, which I think Boston really uh, rewards and They have in the past. For example, MIT beat for Frithile two years ago. What are your thoughts on that, Saab, when they did the little spin on the I don't know the South Indian segment? Jibini, do you remember that?
1: Hey, placings are placings, you know, um, that was a little bit different. We didn't really think that was Bhangra at that time. Um, was, we thought it was Boston Bhangra. But I know that I know that the team over in Boston is working very hard to change their image of what their competition is, change their judging. They're putting a lot of focus into that. So let's get back to talking about the teams. Um, I think there was three teams, AEG, VSB, and DCMPA. We all kind of – we all touched upon. I think with AEG, really, it's going to come down to can they pick their energy up? from Berg last year. I know it's the Chadere. The Chadere are like too heavy. Yada yada yada. And I think it's also I really don't think they should go sixteen. Uh, I think sixteen is uh gonna hurt them quite a bit if they do it go again with Boston. You don't really need sixteen anymore today's circuit. But just here what you didn't even have AG as a dark horse. Why was that?
2: Um i personally am not really a fan of not picking up your legs. Um I think that is a huge Thing that like every banger dancer should definitely do, um, because or else it just doesn't look like you have that stage presence, you don't have that energy, you know. Um, I personally think it's a very, very big deal. And like if Spartan picks up their legs, they can definitely like uh beat AG,
1: yeah. Let's talk about VSB too. So, straight up, VSB, hands down for me, and I'm just gonna say it straight up, VSB styles like and their sets and everything about them and what they do. It's, I'm like a big fan of VSB, huge, huge fan. Um their make mi- I think the Boston mix from last year is one of my favorite mixes. I mean G sing you can't go wrong with G sing And they're the way that like the stage presence they bring and the energy that they bring to stage, I don't see that with a lot of teams. And it's that pure Josh and Nukra, like that you can just like ham, like go fucking ham on a move and rip that move to shreds. And you know, I think one of who's ever was talking about it saying that they're that oh those dancers don't go up to Harry's. You know potential. I think Harry's Jordy
2: is yeah, almost
1: as good as Harry himself. Like Harry's Jordy has sick energies. I think he's a young kid. a you know, 17, 18 year old kid. Like he is sick. He has so much energy bringing it on stage. That's why VSB they they make their impact with their with all that energy. I mean the choreo is not that complicated. You know formations aren't the most complicated thing either. But they make their impact with that. You know and Jesse, I don't want I want your thoughts on VSB. You competed against them last year. Yeah.
3: So last year we were able to edge them out at. Uh, Boston. But I think a huge part was I think they definitely had better dancing than us, had better energy and stage presence. That's hard to beat. But I think a big thing they lacked was the cleanliness. And let me tell you, when uh, uh, they called VSP third, uh, this was VSP coming off of six. They didn't place at six. They came in BBC, got third. Harry was pissed. He was not happy with that. Um, He called out BDS hard in their intro video. If you guys saw their call-out video for Boston. I think they're really hungry to come back. And I think they're going to try to beat NJ, honestly. I think they have the the dancing ability to beat NJ. I actually heard
1: I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I actually heard that at Burnout Fever this year, they were pretty close to beating Warriors.
3: Yeah, I, like I, I were, think
1: I think they've left. They haven't released that Fever video, but they were pretty
3: close to beating Warriors. From what I heard, and they a very similar style of folk lovers, I think. So I think they will be definitely those two taking the show.
1: Yeah, I think it's they, they got to up the they got to up those back end. You know, the yeah. back end of their dancers a little bit. Their top three Jordy's good. It's those back three Jordys if they kick it up a notch, even it out, they could really make a big dent these other teams. Yeah, just curious. I mean, I, I haven't heard your thoughts on VSB. You didn't have them anywhere again. I think you had them as Dark Horse. If yeah. I'm correct? Yeah, you had them as Dark Horse. Yeah. But why you actually edged out, I guess, VSB's rival, because they're both from the same city, DC MPAA. You had them above VSB.
2: So I feel that they have, like, pretty consistent energy. And um, across the board, I thought um, that they have, like, like pretty good dancers um like they're more even than i would say VSV. i think VSV has like very very strong dancers but they also have like weaker dancers as well um so my main thing with them is that they can definitely pull out um uh second third placing but it's just about those like bottom dancers like how much are those guys going to stick out um if they end up sticking out a lot then obviously like it's not going to work out for them but um yeah it's all up to those bottom dancers i, I, like- I could
3: see i could see dc mpa being clean and synchronized sure but do you think they have like the all-star monster dancers like vsp or nj folk lovers or do, do you think they have any all-star talent like that on the team
2: um i think orange girl for sure um i think as a team they definitely get very low for Joll, but orange girl definitely has a lot of energy that she uh or um presence um energy that she brings to the stage uh, so I definitely feel that like they do have those like all-star dancers. They might not be as good as like Juggy and like uh, Red and Blue from Folk Lovers, but they still have that presence.
1: Yeah, I mean DCMPA, right? East Coast Showdown. When they went co-ed, they were real good. They yeah. they brought a lot of energy. Um, they were clean, relatively clean. Uh, they're coming back. They're making a strong comeback. They're also a now. very young team, right? Yeah, they're I, really see, I don't know if DCMPA is going co-ed or all guys, or all girls, because typically, like, traditionally to Boston, DCMPA goes all girls, and they had a sick, I remember 2013, this performance gets shadowed because of NJ, they
3: came, they came last year, actually, they were co-ed, they were co right? Yeah, 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 I remember I they're watched, really the young kids,
1: though. yeah, they, I remember they watched the Boston co-ed to ECS, and it was a completely different team,
3: yeah, it was, they had the, 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 the two doleys there too, it was pretty sick, oh yeah, that was dirty, I think, mean, they're pretty sick, I mean, they're
1: the best goalies in the circuit. Okay, so we're going to start talking about Pungra and the Berg here. So first we're going to go over lineup, Pungra and the Berg 12. The teams are competing this year, uh, we have Fertila Shukin, First Class Pungra, Toronto All-Star Girls, Cornell, MBT, Illini Pungra, Capital Pungra, and the Reopen Jubbies all the way from the great state of California. So we got some all-guys teams, collegiate teams here, and even a team from Toronto, um, and even a collab team, which is interesting for Berg. Uh, Holly, I want to hear uh, what are your placings for this competition?
0: For me personally, I have Fertile Shokina first, first class Bunger second, because they always get second at Berg. And I have no idea what to do at this point. And honestly, this year, like I'm an MBT alum and everything else, right? But I judged the line a bunch of times last year. And in my personal opinion, in comparison to the two teams from last year, I will definitely put a line on top as number three.
4: Sal, so, who do you got for these placings? Uh, so I actually swapping first and second based on how I got first class at first. Uh, this is their year. Uh, for Thiele at second, and then I got MBT
3: clear over uh, I for third. Clear, clear third. Clear. Like Jesse likes that clear third place. I like that, I like that. No, no discrepancies. I like it.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Howie, um, for Thiele over FCB, Sal's got uh, first class over for Thiele. So can, explain some of your placings.
0: Uh, for first, why I picked for Thiele, You know, being a for Thiele alumni myself, right? In the past, I really seen like the dynamic of the team, how they work and everything, and they really strive for teaching, like, individual nakara And, like, overall, I think the, the top dancers on Fertile outrank the top dancers on FCB by a good margin because of the sole fact that, you know, they have a more natural, better nakara where it doesn't look as forced. And also, overall, the set design comes from a bit of a folk perspective, per se. It's not as modern in comparison to FCB's sets. And I think, you know, traditionally... At Berg, we've always had this, you know, argument because in the past, we've always viewed Berg as this folk kind of comp, right? And I think this year, from what I heard with the rubric, it's, you know, a little bit more balanced. And I think for, this is for Thiele's year, especially coming off strong off the MSCB performance, right? And um, I really think that they're going to take it all, right? With the, and they have probably some of the best dancers I've seen in the circuit overall.
4: What you were kind of saying about uh, Berg i don't know if it's traditionally a folk competition but if you look at like the past four or five whatever winners like nsg aeg nj smd fcb like those i think are the other past five winners like the one thing that's an actual like commonality between all of them is that they dance like as a team like whether it's like you know extremely energetic or whether it's like brought down uh like kind of how aeg did it 2016 no offense um the way the, like, the winning team every single year danced as a unit. And that's kind of why I'm putting first class over for Thiele. Like, I mean, for Thiele, like, they, they dance very well. I'm not going to deny that. But they've struggled to even get 12 dancers in town for every single one of their comps. Like,
0: but I mean, FCB also borrows dancers from, like, I'll California. I'll give you that.
1: But, I mean, I would say for Thile and FCB borrow dancers from each other a little bit.
4: <laughs> yeah, <I laughs>
2: yeah.
1: That happens a little bit here and there. Um,
4: FC, if you're looking at the way a team dances as a unit, I think FCB, like, I don't even think it's a question in terms of, like, that aspect, and I think that that aspect is, like, the single most important thing at Berg. Like, the set and all is secondary to this, that one aspect of dancing as a unit, dancing, like, with Nakata, and I get, like, some Fertile dancers are better than first class, but I think first class is also very strong in that aspect, and I think they're much better than Fertile when it comes to dancing, you know, as a group of 12 slash 16. Uh, I think first class has kind of shot themselves in the foot the past couple of years going 16. So I hope they go 12 this year. And if they do, which I'm hoping they do, like to me, they'll they will be clean. So okay, I mean, there's now team. there's okay. So they'll we
1: got like for FCB, that's one you know, all guys team kind of rivalry. We got a line MBT. Both of you guys disagreed on those ones, you know. A line night last year was the clear cut collegiate champ. Okay, the one blowout. They were, they pretty much, I think, won first.
3: All right. All right. DR, DRP and MBT were not at Blowout. Just putting that out there. But, but all Okay, right. Jesse says DRP and MBT were in Blowout.
1: So, yo, Jesse, is MBT going to go to Blowout this year? If we granted we get in, we'll probably be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, you have two, like, two collegiate rivals, you know, MBT and Alina, and we didn't get to see them compete. I think this is what we were waiting for. We were waiting for line and MBT to finally compete. Like, this is, is going to be that follow from Blowout. They both had time to prep. But, so, MB, so, how you had a line-eye. I mean, why do you have a line-eye over MBT?
0: I've judged a line-eye twice last year, and I really like how they have become, you know, more of a uniform team over the years. I think just leadership change overall there has been great. The choreos, you know, it's refreshing. Like, yeah, you know, there are times where when I've judged them, like, the drops are very repetitive, right, and it's, like, very predictable. You can hear it in the mix. You can see it in the moves that lead up to it, right? But still, at the same time, man, those drops, like, they hit super hard. I remember at – blowout with the day right they came up super smooth super slow and then they just did the flick of the wrist part i thought that was super original i don't know if it's been stolen from somewhere else because i've heard a bunch of stuff of them stealing choreo as well but in comparison to mbt it's like i feel like mbt sometimes like their drops it just it it doesn't have that same level of effect you know like look i love my alma mater and everything but like in all honesty like when, that, when those drops come it's like it doesn't it's not even a matter of predictability or not. It just, it doesn't hit hard. It just seems like you're just doing a drop to do a drop rather than like really selling the drop. And I think overall line eyes. Nakra overall is just a lot better, right? They really, some of those dancers really, you know, sell that stage. Like, you know, we always looked at line. We look at like just Kira. We're like, Oh, he kills and everything, but it's just not only him. Right. Some of these other guy dancers remember the red and orange Jody, you know, they'd be coming to the front and they kind of like, try to over like out, do just hear it, but not to an extent where it hurts the team, right? But when you look at MBT, it's like, I get it. You want to dance uniform. You want to come together, right, as a wholesome unit. But then sometimes, like, you know, it comes down to, like, I know, like, Alana is going to be a wholesome unit. Like, we get that. But if you got to come down to, like, all right, what's the next thing you're going to look for, right? How are the dancers really selling that stage? Alana definitely sells it way better.
1: I mean, one thing I wanted to add here is, I think, with MBT is, they have some – I'm really looking for some of their dancers. They had a Frozy Jordy last year, Sean. And both Howie, we both know him pretty well. He's it's like they're always kind of restricting themselves. We were looking for I think that's what you're trying to touch upon. They're like holding themselves back when they really want to rip it. Um, and that that whole aspect, yeah. And we all love when gear comes up and his Jadra flares up, and we get the good shot of his knee and his boxers and his shorts. That's always a great picture, picture to see. So, Sal, you had MBT. Well, kind of counterpoint to Howie. So how saying all this stuff about how Line eye their uniformity, they're killing it. I mean, what do you think about MBT and all that? Um, so I watched their Circle City
4: performance uh earlier today. And like my honest opinion is if they got into blowout, which they should have, they would have smoked the competition. Because of and how we like kind of alluded, I disagree. I know you do. But we like I, you alluded to some of the points, like some of the exact reasons why I don't think Alina is going to place here. And one the biggest one in my opinion is the originality, which you you know you mentioned briefly like they dance well, but like I don't think there was a single moment in their blowout set where I thought to myself, "Wow, that was an original Illini, never before seen idea."
0: When so give me, me an example City,
4: where you've seen that with MBT then. Dude, they at Circle City, their sub drop, like the little kickout thing they did, was like, I wasn't expecting it. Right, I could guess Illini's drops, I couldn't guess MBT's. And granted, like not every single drop, right, but like when you compare Illini versus MBT, then. MBT's originality is far superior, in my opinion. And the second reason I'm going to say MBT is I know, like, everyone's views Illini as, like, the top dancing team because they were at blowout, and, like, that's kind of what most people know. If you watch Circle City, 1 to 12, MBT had really consistent energy the entire time, and the one – like, another knock I have on Illini's blowout performance is – when dancers came to the front, they marked it. But if you watch the back corners of stage, that entire performance, like every jaw drop, every like anything that you see, there's just like a clear, like the legs get weaker and weaker as you go to the back of stage. I watched the back corners of MBT's Circle City performance. And the one thing I loved is dancers were dancing the same in the back corner versus the front. So like, yeah, when they were in the front, maybe they weren't going as hard, but that consistent energy is definitely going to play over Illini because Dan- Again, like what I was saying about first class, like dancing as a unit, dancing consistently together is going to win you bird. Like it has not every single year. And actually, solid, I just no, think MET right. does a better job of that. that. It's, it's always about
1: though. dancing with as a unit. With um, with actually with Nutch, I thought their standout Jordys that they had were a big reason they won. Their red Jordy, I think also sort a of yellow Jordy. They, they were killing it. And with AEG, I think they had their green Jordy, which was a Howie and Brethick. Killed it for them. It was their standout Jordys that really helped them out. Um, but it's also, you know, there's it's 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 always the judges' preference. You know, that's one thing that we always forget that there's five judges and there's five different opinions. Scores can be scores, and that's the whole point of scores to help us put those opinions to numbers. But it's also something that's can be lost that there's five different opinions, and it's also, I think it's going to come down. One thing you guys didn't mention was the girls on the team. Um, you were talking about the guys, Jesse. We talked about Jesse. Jesse, you know, we talked about Sean. We talked about Jaskir coming up. But I think one of the people that we, one of the things we forgot is the girls was a collegiate team. That's 50% of your team in most cases. And from what I, you know, that, that can make a huge impact on who's going to place. And with Alina, I, I thought their girls were more balanced out uh, in terms of they had, they, the girls were all at a similar level versus MBT, they had some they a little bit disparity with, with their with their goal dancers.
4: I don't know if I agree with that entirely. Um and I think the reason I don't agree with it is kind of what I was saying earlier. Like I noticed the very consistent energy among the girls for uh MBT. And granted, like a a knock on MBT circle city performances, they kind of relied on their, you know, top three jodies like top three guys, top three girls. But I think in general, like when you watch all the dancers on a line, I like guys, girls uh, alike. It's just that there's not that consistent energy that's happening the entire performance, and I think that's going to hurt them if that if they do the same thing at Berg. Um, like yes, when they come to the front, they're they're better than MBT girls. I think that MBT girls have a very like consistent energy, and if they can get their bottom girls to match that sort of like consistent level, then I mean I think they'll
1: they'll take the cake. So we talked a lot about Illini and MBT. There's four other teams here that we really haven't really haven't talked about. That's Cornell, Capital Bunga, DRP, and TAG. So what are you guys' thoughts? I mean, TAG in the lineup, TAG's coming back. The last time they performed was MCB, and they went live. So it'll be interesting to see. What are, you, what are your thoughts on TAG this year's lineup?
0: I have seen TAG's video from Motor City this year, and before that, that they competed at was in 2015 Motor City when they actually went live as well. And I think it's a new set of girls. If you're talking about like old school tag, like 2010, 2000 through 2012 tag, that was in my personal opinion, the best all girls team in the circuit without a doubt. Right. They danced very powerful. Right. They, and they just, they, they were able to beat a lot of, you know, doesn't matter guy, all guys team, all girls team, collegiate team. Right. They were able to just keep up, if not be better than them as well. And I think it just comes down to coaching. Right. I think, the whole SGPD Academy, the House of Bunger Academy, right? They've always done a very good job at coaching the dancers. And if it's, I think, you know, through generations, I know they're coming back a bit more. I know lot, NGPD can com- start started competing. That's their junior SGPD team. And I think probably have the same level of coaching, right? And that they're going to do real well, especially coming to Berg. You know, they're, they're coming in. And I think people kind of always forget, right, that any good coach of any academy or team is going to be able to take any dancer and make him or her nasty, right? And especially at Berg, we always sleep on some of these teams, such as Tag, after they're coming in now. And I think they're going to be the most interesting team. And if anything, they could probably win the whole thing.
4: I think the one thing to look out for for Tag, though, and something that kind of happens a lot with uh, these academy teams is, like, the difficulty of the set. It's, like, if you look last year, like, Royal Queens, they, which is just another, uh, you know, Canadian academy, they, they probably danced on par with, like, NSG or FCB, like the winning team or they just like really fell was just the simplicity of the set. So I think that's the one thing to look out for for Tag. I mean, there's really no, I don't really know, like, have any like intel in terms of like who Tag is bringing and who's coaching them and what kind of set they will have. But that's but just, Simon, You've one.
0: seen, you've seen like you've seen Tag in the past, right? Like you've you for a while, but, like
4: I, yeah, and I've seen them. But like you can't. I'm not gonna like. I don't know anything about this like a, a new Tag, and I'm assuming that the same dancers from like when they wrecked the circuit, like 2010, 2012, I'm assuming they're not currently still dancing.
1: From what I've seen on Instagram and social media, I think Tag and SPD have a good close relationship, um, which could be really helpful. You know, SPD is obviously SPD. and They're successful. But there's another team here. Like,
4: just these, what Howie said was right. These Canadian teams just train, like, from the ground up phenomenally well. So, like, you definitely can't rule them out. It's just a matter of can they bring a set that's, like, exciting enough to match their uh training and their fundamentals
0: also it's so late in the game right they coming in it's like less than three weeks out it's 19 days right so it's like where they prepping this whole time all of a sudden boom you get hit with it 19 days get ready we're coming to berg you know that's also the disadvantage too
1: yeah a lot of us have been on our fair share of wait lists before and it's been uh you kind of get hit with it and it can be a good thing It can push you real hard or it can be a bad thing where it's you know it's just like a warm up performance because you haven't really had enough time to prep. But really, on the opposite end of tag, you have another team like Capital Punger. Um, that's I, from what my knowledge is, is their collaboration team out of DC. Um, I'm not sure who's captaining it. I don't know who's dancing versus the other team. It's pretty clear, clear who's dancing on these teams. So I, I'm not sure much about Capital Punger. I don't know, Sal, if you know any information about them or know anything about what they're what they're bringing.
4: Um. So yeah, like you said, they're uh, ed. Collab team from like, I don't say DC. I guess they're based in DC, but I, I think they're like whole, the entire East Coast. um They are going to have a really, really, like, I don't know a whole lot about them, um but they're going to have a very strong set of dancers. I mean, they're a collab team, so you can expect like the top dancers from a lot of these East Coast teams. And the DMV area is like loaded with dancers. So, and I believe Deepika is captaining the team. Don't quote me on that, but uh, she makes some phenomenal choreo. She danced with us at Blowout. 2017 and like immediately as soon as we asked her like she just started contributing these like amazing ideas for our set so I think at the very least they're going to have one of the more exciting sets at Berg uh I think where they could easily fall in this competition is uh standardizing to one style um with any collab team you're going to have you know 12 different dancers with 12 different styles so it'll be interesting to see I'm sure that they're only like what whenever they meet up for practice weekends I'm sure that they're just going to like rail like standardizing but um it'll be interesting to see if that actually works and they can maintain that the entire set because you know i I, like i have full faith that with like this collab team you have you know 12 strong dancers who are all going to contribute solid ideas so i could really see their set being they're they're my dark horse team i think that they could snag any sort of placing at this competition um but it'll come
0: down to your dancer but i think the problem is i mean so like you make a good point but uh, um i think the problem with collab teams, right? If you experience them in the past, is that you, you're grabbing twelve people, like you know, you maybe have three dancers in the same area, three from the other side of the country, one like that lives like you know, down the block from you or whatever the hell it may be, right? Is that no matter how good the dancers are, they come together at four practices, like you said, you, you're setting their eyes, setting everything together, right? But then somehow sometimes doesn't work out. And for actually not sometimes, it's the majority of the time it doesn't work out, right? Like I give you an example. Look at Cobra Punger, right? Cobra Cobra Punga, like couple, I think it was like last year, a couple years ago. You're talking like old school BK, Advanced City you know, Ankele Gobru guys coming together and they went to that comp and didn't push.
4: Yeah. Same with like Toon Squad, Bruin. Um, yes, All of these are like extremely exciting performances and that's what I think Capital's going to be. It's just like whether they can or not, I don't know anything about how much they've been practicing. I don't know. Like if they have, if they're a collab team but all their dancers come from like within four or five hours away then like they're not really a collab team. Like they could, they could, they could be like extremely standardized by the time Berg comes around. I really don't know that much about them
1: it's always interesting to see with collaboration teams you know you got a team like ddr i mean they're a collab team and they won buckeye they beat out some collegiate teams i mean sal your own collegiate team that's been dancing together a whole semester whole year just because yeah. you have a bunch of people coming I together think, ideas. i also think they were
4: extremely unstandardized at that competition like completely agree i agree i get that the set was phenomenal props to angela for that but uh, and like they, they were not standardized at all. I remember watching that live and I didn't think they were even going to place because I saw like it was cluttered with mistakes. But um, again, I mean, like going back to capital, like it'll just, it really just depends how much they can standardize and whether their dancers can push past uh, falling back to their own style, like when they're, when they get tired midway through the set.
0: Yeah. So
1: okay. So we're talking about like the collaboration team now. There's two more collegiate teams: Cornell and DRP. DRP actually just came off a pretty impressive Bruin performance. So what do you think? Like, how are they going to translate that? Bruin is such a different comp than Burr. How are they going to translate that over to this Burr stage? That that style.
0: So I, I think you know. I think that with sorry. Yeah. I think I saw the Bruin performance. It was dope. I definitely thought it should have placed over FCB. Um, just like I mean, I don't know. I didn't look at the rubric, but like just from what ruin really is i know that drp is a team that traditionally goes to boston a lot and i don't know what the deal look look the biggest scariest thing every fall that comes around any collegiate team that goes to a comp is dancer turnover right i don't know people who left that team or if they have the same captains or who they maybe new captains right and i guess from traditionally how they ran that team as a whole like yeah you know they'll come out they'll dance that drp style you know they'll Bring tools on stage, maybe hit smoke rings or whatever, maybe. But I don't think that's going to cut it this time around. You
4: know, they always I, they always bring like an unusually good performance to brew in every year. And I don't know whether that's like I don't know what they take. I think they take like alumni dancers a decent bit. I'm not like a, again don't call me on that. That could be completely wrong. But um, they their Brewing performance year in and year out is always significantly better than what they do the rest of the year. So, um, especially at Berg, I'm a little surprised they're coming, but uh, uh, yeah nonetheless like i don't i don't really think bird matches the kind of style that drp is good for um they're like what they're strongest in but i mean they do dance well every year at bruin they dance really really well it's just can they translate that dancing into a set that's appropriate for
1: uh bruin you probably i was gonna say you judge them at nashville um, last year. So, how they translation like that competition? Nashville is not a gimmicky comp. It's more of an execution, like simple, like a similar rubric. Is it a similar rubric to Berg? That's one question. And can DRP really match their style to that rubric? That's how rubric. Wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't say it's this similar rubric per se. I mean, I'm I'm comparing last year's Berg rubric. I haven't seen this year's Berg rubric. I think Nashville. Yeah, you are right. You know, it's it's a bit of a smaller comp in terms of like the heavy hitter teams that go there and it's more based on like, you know, not as gimmicky, but I think what I saw from DRP there where they won first is they were the cleanest and they were the most standardized, right? Team of the night. And my biggest critique with them over there was I told them straight up, I was like, look, this is the first place set at Nashville. This is probably definitely in the lower half, if not on the lower end, if you went to Bruin, because I know they were going to go to Bruin. And when I told them that and then I saw them again on the live stream for Bruin, I was like, Yeah, this is two completely different teams. Maybe same, like, dancing style and coaching, but the set just got way better, right? And I don't know. Like I said, man, it's just I who who knows? Like, maybe they have the same, they retain the same amount of dancers. Maybe that's why they're feeling, you know, a little risky and coming to to Berg in the fall. Because last year, I don't even think they competed in the fall because they were retraining their dancers. But I think maybe this year they they have some dancers. I mean, something we don't know about. And just keep that legacy going.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really important. I mean, it was... It's gonna be see if they can keep that keep that legacy going, and then we also have Cornell. We're talking about legacy, you know. Cornell went over like a huge kind of like a transition to their style. They changed their verdium. They adopted a. They kind of changed from that really modern style. What are you guys thoughts on Cornell? Um. So I
4: saw I saw their video from Thushin last year, and then I briefly watched their NK. I think they danced at NKD. Um. By no means are they. A bad, a, like a bad team. You know they have some creative ideas. Um, their standardizing isn't the best, but uh, again, for the collegiate circuit, like they're a competitive team. Uh, I'm not overly confident that they'll be able to snag a placing here. Um, again, like anything's possible. I don't know what kind of turnover and stuff they've dealt with, but just in terms of their overall execution and the quality of their set, like the flow, the cohesiveness of it, I don't really see them as a competitor. Or a placing. I don't know if how he thinks differently.
0: I agree along those same sentiments, right? I, I actually had the pleasure of judging Cornell at NKD last year, and I saw them when we competed against them at Dukin. Positives, like just like Sahil said, right? Complete revamped their style. They don't dance like robots anymore, you know, for once. And it was really nice to see that, 100%. Right. And it was like, you know, they went along the Folker route, right? Trying to train the dancers in that aspect. Things that really hurt them my personal opinion at official NKD straightjacket ideas from other teams, right? Things that look so similar. I remember I saw them and I, they had elements from UNC, like from your team, right? That reminded me of them, even though they clarified it later, but it's all about like impression, right? Like if you're going to steal something, like it can't look that obvious or change it up, make it something different. Right. And also like that, like the whole Lurdy thing that they did remind, like it was just almost the exact same thing as what BDS did. Right. I think it was even the same song. And if you're going to approach set design from that perspective, like anybody who watches Bangorah, right, anybody who, like, you know, just to see that, it just goes, boom, like, why are you stealing stuff, right? I think they probably learned from last year, like, a lesson, right? And I know it's like from that team that they were – they're coming with heat. I know they're angry, especially at the fact that last year they tried so hard and it didn't result in a placing. So I think that anger and that, like, frustration that they, they experienced, they're going to turn that into something positive. I don't know if it's gonna translate into a placing, honestly, per se, right? But honestly, in Bungara sometimes there'd be teams that no one like expects to come out of the blue. And like, for example, like there was years ago when you would look at a line eye and you're like, oh, who is a line eye, right? And it's like they're in a lineup, oh cool, right? But then look at them now, right? Now they're the best collegiate team in my opinion from last year. So that's how like things change over time. We don't know, right? And Anytime you go into a competition, you can't really necessarily always sleep on people because, dude, with the diff- change of people that come in with turnover of a new captaincy, you could take you know a team that traditionally have never placed. I mean, look, I, I you know I love FCB and all, and I hate to talk you know smack about them, but if you looked at FCB for literally like the first twenty comps, right, they didn't even place. If you look prior to 2013, FCB did not place at a comp, right, and then after 2013 hit, they've been getting first, second, first, second, first, second, first, second, right, and whenever they didn't place, it was still counted as a second, like, elite A, WBBC kind of thing, right? Or, you know, when when they went live. But that's, like, the kind of thing you got to realize. Sometimes when people – like, it takes a lot of trial and error for teams to come out, and then boom, they all of a sudden just kill it. And I really hope to see that from Cornell this year, and they didn't get discouraged from last year. (laughs) I love doing cocaine everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay,
1: okay. Okay, Okay, three, two – you guys ready? Yeah, um, I think we're good, guys. So that concludes another episode of the Punga Podcast. The rubrics for both these competitions are going to be posted below, and we're also going to post tickets to the show. Please go check out their Facebook pages for Boston Punga and for both uh, Boston Punga and for Punga and the Berg. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Um, this is your host, Bob Grover. Over and out.